KFYLP is sponsored by CapturedPrey.com. Visit CapturedPrey.com today for all your import and third-party Transformers needs and save even more through the Captured Prey Loyalty Program. You can also save on shipping on domestic orders of $150 or more. See website for details. CapturedPrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. In a cold, far away world, a battle is raging between evil and good. From the stones. Kusapja here. Welcome to Transformers for your listening pleasure. TFYLP for short. Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. Now, where did I put that chorus stop? Ratchet, can you take the chorus stop? Transformers! Hello, everyone, and welcome to TFYLP, episode number 329, recorded April the 28th, 2019. I am your host, Daron Land. A.K.A. Weird Wolf. Along with me is Lucas Bachman. Hey. And Jim Black. Hey, hey. As you can see, we are on a new day, and this time right now we are on right now is a is a uh, temporary thing. Excuse me. Uh, simply because of the uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm attributing tonight's or today's early broadcast to Thanos. Because uh, he snapped his fingers and half our cast is unavailable because of <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> I have not seen it yet, so uh, let's let's keep the end game references to the low. I know you've seen it, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I saw I saw it first night. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm my girlfriend and I we're going to probably going to see it, go see it Tuesday because. Um, Tonight we're recording a Game of Thrones. She works all day tomorrow. I work tomorrow night, and so we're going to get up Tuesday morning. We're going to watch the new episode of Game of Thrones from tonight, and then we're probably going to go see the movie. So I don't know if we're going to see it in the afternoon or in the uh, wait till uh, her daughter gets home and go see it in the evening. I don't know. Probably the afternoon because it's probably when the time or when the best time to go see it. But. As such, we are broadcasting an hour earlier than we normally would today. Uh, we we are now moving to uh, Sunday day uh, Sunday Sunday days <laughs> Sundays during the daytime at noon Eastern, uh, eleven a.m. Central. And Jim is trying to be so subtle there, but he's not. You know, uh, we, we're not doing out to my wallet, Jim. So. <laughs> I wasn't bringing attention to it. Although, although I'm going to suggest that maybe you and I record an Ouch My Wallet segment uh, after the episode. I know Lucas has to go at noon, but... Probably could, I suppose. Um, yeah. Because uh, we got to yeah. get started somehow. <laughs> yeah. You know, kinda... Do you uh, do you have a minute uh, for a quick in, uh, Avengers in-game uh, spoiler story? Spoiler story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. If Man and Freakazoid don't make it, I'm gonna cry. What? So so story or whatever, this is just you know my family or whatever. So uh I go with my uh oldest son on Thursday night. Afterwards I said, make sure whatever you do, don't give away spoilers to the kids at school because like you've seen it, most of your friends haven't seen it, like don't tell them all the cool parts or whatever right so oh don't worry dad i won't do it and all that and uh uh you know my wife told him the same thing and all that right so my wife ended up going on saturday morning with my youngest son right unbeknownst to us he, th my oldest had told all the spoilers to my youngest oh. right but my youngest had not said anything to anybody right Right before the movie starts, it's about ready to get dark, all right? My youngest son turns to my wife and to her friends and gives away all the spoilers in the movie. Oh. Right <laughs> I would have been so mad. So mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean, what do you do? You know, they're, they're you know, it's a five-year-old, so it's yeah. kind of, I mean, they, they don't really get the concept. I, I liken it to, um, see, I... 
I, I was the one that turned my girlfriend on to uh, Game of Thrones. And um, she, you know, it's not typically the genre that she likes, but uh, I showed her the first episode. She's like, I want to see more. Second episode, I want to see more. She's hooked, you know. Well, as we're watching, I'm watching it through. I'd already seen through the first, I want to say, four seasons, and then five, six, and seven <laughs> were all new to me um, whenever we got the DVD sets. And then we've been idly waiting, uh, or eagerly waiting, I should say, for season eight. Uh, to start on HBO, but uh, whenever that was what that was what like a year and a half wait, yeah, something like that. It was well, it wasn't so long because we finished season seven like maybe four months ago. Oh, uh, but four months is an eternity whenever you're so invested in the story. Um, but but yeah, she uh, I'd seen the first four seasons, and as I was watching the first four seasons, I wouldn't give her spoilers. I'd help explain things that she didn't quite understand, you know, uh, because sometimes the story is a bit hard to follow if you if if you miss little points and everything and some of the subtleties. Um, but she was so invested in Rob Stark and Lady Stark, uh, and then the Red Wedding came along and. They started playing the Lannister song in the background, and I'm sitting there, and I knew what was coming, and I looked over at her, and I'm just sitting there looking at her as, as she's watching, because I want to see, I've seen it before. I wanted to see her reaction, because I knew how invested she was in those characters. I like that, and she's like, uh, uh, she's sitting there, and she looks over at me, and she's like, why are you looking at me? And I'm like, just watch the screen. Like that, and she looked at it, and about that time is whenever she sees... Why can't she's like oh. no? <laughs> just, she just starts screaming, tears falling down her face, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, this was worth it. Don't spoil it for somebody, you know. It, it was worth yeah. it. And, um, but I do want to uh, reiterate that we are live right now on both YouTube and Facebook. Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to follow us right now simply because we're at a weird time and we didn't announce that we were going early. But quite frankly, if we didn't go early today, it would have just been me and Jim. And, well, I, I hate just being... Well, I just hate being two talking heads. You don't get you don't get oh. contrasting views whenever you have just two people. Um, we've done that before in the past, and I personally feel that those are the most boring episodes that we've ever had on TFLP. Uh, so I, I want to have at least three people to consider it a full cast. Uh, so thankfully Lucas was able to join us in today. And, uh, and while I'm, uh, sharing this out to different social media outlets, uh, Lucas, you want to kind of give a little, uh, preview of, uh, what, uh, what the topic will be today. Uh, I, I know you were part of that thread, so you might want to kind of go back and glance over it. Uh, Transformers new fan, Carrie, uh, this episode is for you. <laughs> um, no, we don't have Fans Toys Motor Master. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. I'm going the uh, the uh, uh, DX or X Transbots route, actually. Uh, so <laughs> you had to think about it there for a minute. Yeah, there's like three different companies doing it, and I'm like, which ones do I have? I have the X Transbots one. Yeah, the cheap. <laughs> I'm going the cheap way. <laughs> Although I have seen, as... I have seen Bobby Skullface's review and uh, uh, Peck for Life's review, and that Motormaster does look hot. I, I have to admit. But go ahead, Lucas. So, uh, so I heard it's, it's Fans Toys actually doing two trailers for Motormaster. I thought I heard a rumor about that. That's, I don't know if that's that's the scuttlebutt that I've been hearing. I don't know if it's true or not, but. Uh, uh, it seems like it would be true, and if that's the case, and I'm like, why not just do a totally separate piece like the XTB is, you know? So right, yeah. Scuttlebutt. <laughs> Scuttlebutt. But uh, uh, yeah. what, what I was gonna say is, is so. as long as you don't get confused with which combiner you're building when you're ordering the figures, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder how many people is like, oh, they they order this Motormaster, and they're like, oh, wait a minute, it's just. This doesn't fit with my ex-transbots guys. So, so Voyager class torso and Legion class limbs. Well, they're not Legion class. They're they're the ex-transbots guys are uh, oh. they're probably new leader class size. I would imagine. You know, they're smaller, but, but they're not they're not 
they're not huge. Uh, and then, or maybe they're not, it may be more Voyager, I guess. And then the, uh, but, but, the but DX, they're a good size. Yeah. The DX nine ones are probably new leader class. Uh, okay. so, I mean, they're all, they're all rather large, but I went with the X trans box one simply for the price. I mean, the individual limb bots are about 60 bucks, which, you know, for a masterpiece quality or masterpiece size, uh, figure that is that, you know, that, that detailed and everything and has die cast and stuff, it's worth 60 bucks to me. And then, uh, the, the most expensive part is the, the leader and you get all the combiner bits with it, you know, like the, like the torso bit and everything. So mm -hmm. it's, it's 120 bucks, but that's one figure that's 120 bucks. So I, I just think economically it works better for me. Uh, rather than paying a hundred dollars a limb, and that being said, I love the fans toys one. I, I would love to have it. I'm just done paying a hundred bucks a piece for them. That's that's well, just me though. I, I feel like the thing is, is I mean, I I enjoy all of those when I get them in individually, but ultimately at the end, I'm going to combine it, and it's going to be one figure for me. Mm -hmm. I typically don't separate them out. And so then I'm starting to think, oh, well, then it's a $500 figure, not a bunch of individual ones. Whereas if it's $60 a figure, then $300, it's not, it's not I don't know, I somehow justify it. It's not quite as bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money to spend. And especially if you're if you're doing all the combiners and masterpiece scale, I mean, it's, it's tough to... Well, uh, I've just know, got the Bruticus. Start thinking about that. Yeah, I've just got the Bruticus and the uh, and the Superion from Zeta Toys, and I'm like, I have no room. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. If you're watching the video right now, that's that's the Zeta Toys Superion right there, and that thing is right at two feet tall uh, in in real life, and it's and the reason I love it so much, I think, is because um, as a kid. I wanted my combiners to be huge. I remember being so disappointed whenever I finally combined Devastator for that first time. You know, I'm in my mind's eye as a child, I imagine this gigantic toy, you know, even though the individual bots were so small. And then whenever I combine him, he's literally like this tall, you know. And I'm like, he doesn't tower over the other Decepticons and Autobots. Um, you know, I mean, he's barely taller than Optimus Prime. But... These guys are huge. They're hefty, uh, and they're beautiful, and the, and they're fully detailed. You know, in both individuals and in the combined mode. And like I said, if I go the Zeta, Zeta route, I don't feel guilty with the high, uh, you know, paying exorbitant prices for them. I mean, it's about like I I likened it to buying four liter or four Voyager class toys and a liter, essentially. You know, and and it's it's about the same. And you're like, and you've got a giant toy once you're done. You know, so uh, I, I well, love and it. I think I think the other thing too is is I mean now they've finished a couple combiners and I mean you can tell that the quality is there and in everything too. So I mean you can have your Superion and I know I, I don't have it personally, but a lot I know a lot of people are are saying that that's a really good figure uh, as well. And then of course that you know they had designed the original Devastator for Toy World. So oh, I've got that uh, one too. <laughs> so yeah. So much yeah. so that I'm actually uh, considering selling my uh, uh, my Combiner Wars Devastator. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've got it right back here. You can see it on the top of my printer. I've I, I've got it down to take photos of it to uh, put it on eBay, and I'm like, I don't want to, but I I don't need two giant Devastators. And the other and and the Toy World one is so much better in every way. Uh, you know, so I don't know. Now, is that yeah. the uh, Hasbro or the Takara Tommy? This one is a Hasbro one with oh. uh, with the Perfect Effect upgrade kits, both of them. It's got the articulated arms and individual rifles, and it's also got, like, the Motormaster cab to get rid of the club foot. Got art articulated uh, combiner hands. Uh, yeah. So. Mixmaster? Yeah, the Mixmaster. What did I, did I, I think it has an upgraded Mixmaster, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mixmaster. Uh, we talked about Motormaster earlier, and now, yeah, okay. You know what I mean. I mean, I, I will still say, though, that Combiner Wars Devastator is still a fantastic figure. I got mine down and was messing with it yesterday. And, uh, you know, I have an upgrade kit on it as well. But, I mean, for the most part, even <laughs> without it, I mean, I, especially for the time, 
I, th- I think it's it still you know holds up uh, you know pretty well. I mean, it, yeah, it's no it's no Toy World, but I, I, I think it's it's still an impressive figure you know for your collection. Absolutely. Personally, I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, to, to finishing the the Studio Series Devastator. Yeah. Two yeah. years, two years in the making. I just don't yeah. want it to be another one of the uh, like the uh, what was it the uh, uh, the club combiner that the, that uh, they were going to span out over five years and they wound up like you know what uh, after like two and a half years or like screw it let's here's the rest of the uh, the bots you know uh, oh where, where uh, what was that uh, ne- ne- Nexus Maximus or Nexus Prime Is that yeah. the one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, they had to change the name. Tekatron uh, <laughs> uh, says, "I'm starting to run out of space with these giant figures." That's one of the reasons that I'm actually in the process of of uh, going through and calling my collection. Is I'm literally running out of space. I mean, you can see over my shoulder, I got Terminus Giganticus, and then I've got uh, the Toy World Devastator. I've got the um, the Zeta Toys Superion, Zeta Toys Bruticus. Uh, I've got Titan Returns Trypticon. I've got uh, TFC Hades, which is the Lyle Kaiser. That thing's not small either. Um, you know, I mean, and then I've got the Titan Titan Returns Fort Max, G1 Fort Max. I've got the Masterpiece Star Saber with the KFC Simba um, uh, extra figure to make a full victory sa- uh, saber. All these huge toys are great to have, but when you have limited space, you know, it's like, yeah. you, I, and the thing, I personally would love to have the giant toys, you know. Uh, I like the little toys and I like the giant ones. The ones in the middle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people are going Legends now, too, is, is they're kind of like us where they've run out of space. And so you're like, well, if I get these Legends, I could definitely put those on, you know, clear a couple shelves and, and, and and put those but yeah you don't really have a lot of that that space for those giant ones i mean i, I probably could go back to doing the bin life you know and and just put figures in <laughs> i know P- peter and paul are both cringing at you right now uh but um but yeah i i could just like take figures off display and put them in a box and mm-hmm. and everything and, and set them aside and display these uh, the ones that I want to f- for now, and then when I get more room, you know, just bring them all back out of storage. But uh, that just goes against my whole rule of of uh, you know if I can't display it, I don't need it. Well, that, that's that's a situation too where you can also get creative with how you display your figures as well. I mean, like like so, some of the city bots, for instance. You know, they they've got like different uh, different uh, areas where you can like 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 on Bruticus, you could have uh, you know Starscream on a shoulder, or Fort Max, you could have someone like like caught like up up, in, up inside of like the chest cavity, or even Devastator like picking up uh, like a, like a smaller figure like over his head, like he's getting ready to throw him, like a Dinobot or something. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's different things you can do, and that's that's uh, another to, to save reason. space too. That's another reason I, I love the the little legend bots that's coming out now, is that with the big city bots and everything that you have, they display well with those because it it gives you that that sense of scale, even though scale in Transformers, you know, but yeah. but it gives you that sense of scale. Okay. It's something you weigh something upon. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I was gonna say as far as the only way that I would do bin life is is I know um, I, I think Randy from Nerd Out um, does it where he has a room with with tubs or whatever right and he rotates his collection so he'll have stuff in tubs and then he'll take a Saturday or whatever you know every few months and pull stuff out of tubs display that put the stuff that he had on display into the tub so his collect his display is always kind of fresh um, but you know, and, and he's, he's been in it, but it's, I feel like if you're going to throw something in a bin, uh, myself, you might as well sell it at that point. Cause it's like, what's the, you know, like if you're, if it's not good enough for your display, like why, why have it? That's yeah. my thought. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand the bin life, uh, because you know, I, and we've talked about this before. I mean, I used to do it myself. I, I mean, I had, something like 15 bins. I, I know it was in the teens of 
and, and you know I know compared to other collectors that's that's not much but I, I mean I had a lot of bins that's that's where a good portion of my collection was and then I had like two or three bookshelves and an entertainment center in my living room that had the rest of my collection that was on display um, and I found that I enjoyed the ones that I displayed more than the ones that was in the totes because I got to the point where I was actually buying toys that I already had that were in the totes and I, and then I'd be uh, go to put it in the tote and I'm like wait a minute I already had this you know <laughs> I forgot that I had it because True I had building. a look at it yeah well you know try fruit <laughs> building uh, Armada Jetfire uh, I forgot that I had bought Armada Jetfire twice and all of them twice. make at the same time I had two uh, of them I had one on display one in the bin, and then I bought another one at a store because I couldn't remember that I bought it. You, you just you just barely nudge that tub in the slightest, and pew 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 pew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and forgive me if I constantly scratch my eyes. My allergies are acting crazy lately, but yeah. Um, so on to our topic today. Um, one of our uh, our super fans, uh, Carrie. Uh, she posted something on her personal page the other day, and I hope she don't mind us kind of uh, swapping the idea for this episode uh, and using it for our topic of discussion. Uh, and she, uh, long story short, she and her mother were having a discussion because her mother is very involved in her collecting. Uh, and um, they, uh, they were having a discussion about uh, official versus third party. And we know that this is an age-old uh, debate, uh, and I don't want to really get into is it right or is it wrong, uh, but they brought up the subject. Her mom thinks that third-party figures are fakes, uh, whereas, you know, why, oh, and it diminishes the overall value of her, uh, her official collection, which, you know, she places more value on. Uh, I think Carrie disagrees. I'm, I'm not putting words in her mouth. I just, I, that's the way I assume it because she's the one that bought the toys. So if she didn't like them, then why did she buy them? Uh, so that's why I make that assumption. Um, I, I, I kind of want to take a look at uh, the thought process behind, you know, are they fakes or not? And when you get right down to it, technically, yes, they are fakes. You know, whenever you consider the fact that they're unofficially produced, uh, the likenesses are unofficially obtained. Um, you know, they, they just, but the thing is that they are completely new tooling, original tooling. Uh, and, you know, the, uh, in that sense, they're not rips, rip-offs, they're not knockoffs. I think a lot of people misuse that term in our fandom today, uh, saying that third-party toys are knockoffs. And knockoffs are essentially a straight-up copy of an existing toy, tool, or mold. Making uh, copies. Yes, making copies. Uh, whereas, you know, you have third parties that they either have a strong to a tune influence, they have a strong uh, IDW influence, a strong video game influence, like the War for Cybertron, uh, or they have That's a... beautiful a, line. Yeah, or they have a... Uh, a, a a strange or sometimes beautiful mixture of several different uh, aesthetics. You know, they may have some IDW. Uh, I know the, um, uh, uh, who is it? Uh, Planet X did the Ismenios, their death source, where it comes default uh, looking more IDW inspired, but there's, add -on, there's an add-on <laughs> kit that you can buy for it that gives it a G1 aesthetic, but it still has that IDW feel. Uh, and I think it works well, but, you know, it's it's a meld of the two. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on it, first of all? Uh, uh, Jim, I'll ask you first, since you're you're blowing on a toy right now. Yeah, well, I'm just applying nail nail polish to help tie the ball joint of an official figure, Studio Series Shatter. Um, but, uh, no, as, as far as third-party items, um, I've not really dabbled in that too awful much. Uh, I mean, in, in, in years past, I've had things such as the uh, like the add-on kit for the G1 Prime that had like the the, uh, the articulated fist and the jetpack and all that. I, I can't remember what that was called now. Um, I had the uh, some of the some of the KFC uh, cassettes of uh, like uh, Slam Dance and uh, Squawk Box uh, in the uh, in the Captured Prey uh, variant because mm -hmm. they they were exclusive and. Uh, 
couple other odds and ends, but not, nothing nothing major like the X-Trans monster in the main fandom. Um, but uh, initially, I was of the mindset of, yeah, I, I, I considered them knockoffs. But as, as the products have kind of grown and developed over time, and I, I've seen kind of where, where they've gone with, with, with the different companies and the different items, uh, I'm I'm more inclined to to view them as as more equivalent to say fan art, like like you would have someone that really likes you know I don't know Spider Man or uh, you know uh, Deflator Mouse or what, what whatever hero you want to just come up with right, and they're not actually putting out their own comic necessarily, but they may you know sketch their favorite character or a, a battle scene or whatever, they may post it on Facebook. Okay, that's that's out in public view. So while they're not directly taking away from the official publication, whether it be Image or Marvel or whatever, you know, it, it's it's still it's their own creation, and everybody else has the opportunity to be able to enjoy it. Um, or or like some some folks that like maybe they'll they'll take uh, photos of like battle scenes and dioramas, like like you've seen some fans do. They'll like take their figures and recreate the G one battle scenes from the box. Speaking art. of. He just commented down, down here. It hey, does, hey. does some awesome uh, stuff. Troy Hahn, he commented. He says, to me, I don't care uh, who makes uh, the figure as long as it's a good representation of the character I want. Mm. And uh, and right. also, uh, Technotron uh, said, value exists in the eye of the uh, consumer. Uh, I agree with both of those statements. That, that's absolutely true. I mean, ultimately... Uh, the way I see third party is they give me a opportunity to own a representation of a character that I sometimes uh, and and this this is all isn't always true but it gives me sometimes a opportunity to own a representation of a character that I ordinarily wouldn't have in a certain genre like a masterpiece style um, you know look how far we've come with masterpiece official toys but they haven't even scratch the surface like the rest of the Dinobots, um, Headmasters, uh, you know, the, some of the uh, the obscure Autobot cars like Skids, you know, if it weren't for third party, we, I wouldn't have Masterpiece versions of Omega Supreme over my yeah. shoulder. Yeah. You know. So, I, it, although although the, ti the Titan may change our opinion on that, though, it's when possible. it comes out. Yeah. yeah. So, I, um, I was, uh, I had actually made that point in, in Carrie's thread as well, is that in my mind, I actually think that third party can enhance, like, the Masterpiece collection. I think part of the reason the Masterpiece took off like it did was because we were getting all of those characters made, you know, from both Takara and both from third party. And I think that, like, at this point, it seems somewhat obvious to me, considering that they're redoing Prime and Bumblebee and all that, that Takara has third no time. interest whatsoever at making some obscure character. The only way that they would make an obscure character is if they can repaint the thing five times. So That's rough stuff. I mean, yeah. So, so I think that uh, you know, again, like you said, like the 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 skids character, um, or some of these other characters where Hasbro just is not unable to get the license. You know, like a Jazz, right. uh, for example, right? But I think that there's a lot of people that I, I think part of the reason that people in in mass dumped their Chug collections and went to Masterpiece is because they're like, hey, I can see that they're going to give me all of the G1 figures that I want in this scale, like scale together, you know, how I want and, and all that. And they mash, um, mesh whereas, reasonably well together, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that that, that would have been there uh, had they done. And, and I think the other thing, too, is, is if you look at it, like, you know, Takara is releasing, you know, since they're doing Beast Wars and, and Movie Lion and G1, they're releasing, what, like two G1 Masterpiece figures a year, something like, I if mean, what, that. Something like that. Yeah, if you're talking original molds, not like I'm not talking like, you know, the MP Pluses that they're, you know, re-releasing. But so well, I think if, if I was a collector of that, and I know everyone is different with their collecting, I would get incredibly bored. Like if I was like, well, I the the prime's not coming out till August, so I guess you know I'm not going to get another figure till then. Some people are like that, but a lot of people. I mean, my interest in the hobby would wane if I was you know collecting two figures a year. So, um, but yeah. So I, I, to me, I think the third party in a lot of ways has actually enhanced 
that. And I think that a lot of the people that are into third party um, are, they're going to get multiple versions of the figures anyway, you know? I mean, how many Primes do a lot of people have? How many Megatrons do people have? So I think a lot of, because the fact that a lot of these are different figures, uh, different representations that people are willing to get multiple star screams or, you know, whatever. So, yeah. And I, and I think this is a good point, uh, to bring, uh, bring it out. Uh, you know, I titled the name of this episode shift change, uh, because to me it has a double entendre. Uh, we shifted the, the airing of this podcast, uh, the day of this, of this podcast, because my work schedule changed again at work. Um, and I, we had to shift it to a different day. Well, Likewise, uh, I also think it can apply to people's, uh, like you mentioned there, the Chug collection was going strong. Uh, everybody yeah. was into the Chug line. Uh, and if, if you continued along those lines, yes, you can sort of continue that collection with, uh, with, with the Titan Wars and now the, the Prime Wars trilogy. Um, uh, but some of the some of the scales don't quite ma mesh sometimes they re-release characters in a completely different scale uh or or something it, it just doesn't mesh well uh yeah, and like, like buzzsaw and wind charger being the same size yeah it's, it's sometimes it it just doesn't mesh well and a lot of people they shifted their view to towards masterpiece because one you're getting a generally better quality toy more detail more overall articulation um i know that's a general statement because some some general release toys i mean especially in the siege line are, are blurring those lines um but i'm just using that as a general blanket statement um the people are people want that aesthetic you know it's like the ultimate idea of your view of that character and a lot of times masterpiece fulfills that view that's why i shifted to masterpiece i was a chug collector uh and then whenever masterpiece really started rolling you know i got the side swipe i got the prowl i got the blue streak and i'm like i'm i'm really digging these guys that's when third party you know started really ramping up their releases for for uh, masterpiece style and I'm like, hey, I can fill in these gaps. I can get toys of characters that Hasbro and Takara just simply aren't doing anytime soon, if at all. Uh, so they help fill those gaps. They help uh, help enhance my enjoyment of my collection, like like Lucas said. If 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 I left it up to just collecting what masterpieces they release each year, uh, which at one time was four or five, and then now they're down to like one or two. Um, and then in the meantime, I've just got to collect the mainline stuff, which that's not what I want my main collection to be is the mainline stuff. I'm, I'm not, I'm not actively seeking that. Yeah. Some of the stuff is great, but that's not what I want to collect. I want to collect masterpiece style and they're just simply not putting it out fast enough. And third party helps me fill that itch and void. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So um, I'll go ahead and go as far as, you know, kind of my thoughts and, uh, yeah. you know, get, get up on my, my soapbox. Um, so I <laughs> I was telling Duran that I, you know, I could probably go on for this for, you know, another 30 minutes just on my own. I've been involved in a lot of these discussions. So um, first off, I, I do want to say that um, the RFC, uh, Radio Free Cybertron, had a really good uh, extra episode and I I can't remember off the top of my head which one it what it is. I'd had to Google it, but um, where they actually had a guy who was uh, a trademark lawyer come on, who was a Transformers fan as well, and he went through a lot of the various issues, you know, over copyright versus trademarks and all that type of thing. So when we're talking third party, most of these are not being copied. So it's not um, unless you're putting the Transformer symbol on. Um, it's it's not uh, trademark infringement. So you see that with a lot of the third party, like that. That's the reason why you don't see any of those those symbols on third party. Um, so, but copyright infringement, um, there it, it, it's a lot more gray area uh, as far as like Hasbro kind of has to bring a suit about it um, to 
you know, before they can, you know, kind of determine whether or not it's violating the copyright. So I think that a lot of the third party, you can kind of like put them into different categories where I feel like, you know, five years ago or several years ago, a lot of the third parties were making figures that arguably, I mean, yeah, like you can kind of see it's Optimus Prime or whatever, but like, you know, like this figure here, like, you, you know, you could tell this is Optimus Prime, but Hasbro does not have the sole exclusive rights to make a red transforming truck. So theoretically, this might, you know, be okay or whatever. And to me, I feel like this is a totally different representation, right? Whereas, um, you know, in some of these, like, or, or you know, this MNC Here, figure. Here's the, here's the, uh, it's not the same thing, but here's my, uh, here's my uh, allusion to this in an everyday thing. If let's say if Bic, who uh, may no, it's uh, this is a pilot pen, I guess. Uh, if let's say if they make a patent on this pen, nobody else can make this design pen. But does that mean nobody else can make an ink pen? Yeah, and so, and that's the thing, and we can all have a debate about, you know, that type of thing. Uh, like, you know, this guy, this Make Toys Megatron, like, that doesn't look like the animation. It doesn't look like, I mean, you could tell it's Megatron. Like, you know, if I'm going to ask somebody, you know, who is this, they'll know, but it's not, it's not something to where you're like, oh my God, exactly like the cartoon, or that looks exactly like a figure that, that Hasbro is trying to make. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like now, um, and really this is kind of, you know, started in the last like year or two where everyone really wants that, you know, uh, accuracy uh, to the source material. And I think the, the third parties are really starting to kind of skate a line on that to where, you know, say uh, the, the new Optimus Primes that came out um, from, from Magic Square and... Um, the the other company like new those age. i mean you knew it like you you could say that those are really like pretty close to the animation um and, and some of the transformations are, are pretty close to you know mp10 and, and some of that type of thing and so to where you could it it's possible that they could make uh a case to say you know hey that these are uh, you know accurate and and I think that on some of these that are coming out, um, like I know that the Make Toy Starscream is a good example where you did actually see a case of people replacing their official uh, masterpiece Starscream with the the third party, you know, Make Toys. And in the past, that re that hasn't really happened uh, very frequently. Most of the time, it's kind of the opposite, where people have the third party, like you said, Duran as a placeholder, and then once the official comes out, then you know, oh yeah, right, and that that figures so much better. Um, you know, so that, on that. Kind of you you you've you've brought up the the animation a couple of times, and it, it has me wondering: is uh, is there some kind of thing where the the third parties they, they can't exactly replicate due to whatever reason the sometimes the spot, get pretty spot damn appearance of of say say Sunbow animation or whatever. Uh, look, I, I use uh, even, even though the, the even though the animation itself isn't a physical tangible object. Well, I use Fans Toys uh, uh, Phoenix, which is their Skyfire, as yeah. an example. That thing is pretty damn close to the animation. You know, I mean, it's not identical, but then again, sure. the I uh, the the animation in all in all truth and honesty isn't consistent so it might match one frame and then the next frame you're like hey that's not on there you know um, right. so I, even I, the I animation guess, guess. Is, is not accurate but for the most part you look at the <clears throat> fans toys phoenix and you're like man they ripped that one right off the animation cell um, I, I, I guess i guess more what i'm wondering is like in a lot of instances the official hasbro or takarotomi product the the the, the official items don't themselves match the animation either. And so I didn't know if, if that was still some kind of gray area that well, they Well, they, they try to, I think even the official routes try to go as close as they can to the source material, but you're never uh, going to get uh, You're never going to get exact <laughs> simply because sure. the, uh, of the, uh, of the inconsistency <laughs> in the source material itself. Um, but you're going to get pretty darn close and, and, and say this is a definitive look of this character. Um, 
And again, going back to the Fans Toys Phoenix, they just recently released the X version, which is not a whole lot different from what I understand of the first release of Fans Toys Phoenix. It's got a little bit more glossy paint in a couple areas, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same toy. I think the whole reason that Fans Toys went ahead and re-released that toy is because once the, uh, uh, the Siege uh, Jetfire comes out, I don't think they'll be able to release that toy anymore because it's so close to what they did with Phoenix. It's big. It's animation accurate for the most part. Um, and I think that if they re-released it after that toy, they could be in violation of, of some kind of copyright. I'm just guessing. Even, even if well, Phoenix, Phoenix was released first, though. Right. But they have no claim to that character. In, in well, they, they're not calling it Jeff, they're calling it Phoenix. Right, but it's it's and, all gray area. It's all gray area. We're not. So, uh, you're trying again, to take like that's that's kind of going again between uh, you know trademark copyright right. and um, sure. and patents or whatever. So a lot of that, like again, <laughs> none of us are lawyers. It's probably best for us not to you know kind of talk too much about that, just because yeah. you know again like. I, I, I'm not looking up the actual, you know, code. I think that the thing that I think part of the reason that Hasbro, uh, you know, hasn't done it too much in the past as far as is that is concerned is just because it's very difficult. Most of these toys are made over in Asia. It's hard to track some of that down. And I think, again, the trouble is, is that if they bring so they have to go after each individual toy uh, to prove that it violates the copyright, right? However, if they happen to lose, then that would set a precedent, and they're risking they, way they, more they're, they're, risk they're, versus they're, reward. They're risking it, right, right, right. And, and again, the third party realm is, you know, I, I know that we're really big into this, but it's a fraction, like the amount of product that they're making for you know third parties or whatever where you're talking about a run is in the in a few thousands you know like five thousand units or something like that compared to what gets put on the shelf for hasbro like it's a blip on the radar right um really like either way like they don't to me i i feel like they don't care and i think that for them it probably helps them like you know, they kind of get some research and development from it because they can kind of see like how the sales go. They get some ideas for engineering, uh, you know, from it. So and, and I think also it kind of increases the fan, um, you know, like what I touched on before that, you know, uh, you know, fans, it, it keeps fans more into the brand and, and whatnot, too. And so I think that they're hoping even with talking the knock like we're talking knockoffs and we're talking whatever that I think on, on some of those that they're hoping you know, some people that if they get interested in in Transformers in general, that eventually they'll want to buy the official, you know, product itself. Yeah, I, uh, I just so. mentioned it in the chat. Um, you know, just recently in the news, uh, Lego took down uh, Le Pen, which was the probably one of the top knockoffs of their product. And this go, it goes back into the knockoff realm. Um, they were straight up knocking off their their product and just changing the name essentially i mean the box art and everything was very similar uh the logos were very similar the the toys themselves were practically identical only it said le pen instead of lego uh and it took two years in chinese court uh for them to finally go in and have police go into the le pen factory and shut it down and arrest the people behind the scenes this was one company from arguably one of if not the biggest toy company in the world lego took I them think, two years the yeah it took them two years to take this one company down whereas you know hasbro versus third party uh and whenever we use the term company like fans toys x transbots uh fans project uh all of these uh, companies uh, so to speak aren't really companies they're just uh, a individual group of guys or or girls i mean i think I'm, i think several of them of the designers may be girls so you know uh but um just it's just a small handful of people some of them work for different companies and doing their designs it's it's nearly impossible to track them down the their factories that manufacture these toys aren't specifically toy factories 
they just run them on the side uh, in a large part. Um, and I know that for a fact with, uh, with a couple of the third-party companies. Um, so, you know, that's why you get into, and this is uh, the last uh, part of this discussion that I want to talk about, was, which was also part of uh, Carrie's uh, discussion. Uh, but the variance in the different types of factories that produce these toys also account for the build quality on some of these toys. Whereas we get a general build quality across the board with Hasbro. I mean, we still get um, uh, quality control errors left and right. You know, uh, Shatter was a good example. Some people got a really crappy one. I particularly, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I got a good one. You know, it's pretty, pretty solid. Uh, but, you know, some people got crappy Shatters. Uh, you know, at the, early in the run, and uh, I don't know if there was a if there was a difference in the uh, production of the of that particular figure or not. Maybe the the mold just got better. I don't know through more use it, you know, it fit better. I don't know, uh, but you know, Hasbro has its share of of crap products, um, and one of the things that Carrie said is that she found uh, she finds that a lot of her third-party toys break after a long uh, after some some play, and uh, I don't disagree. I think third-party toys will break eventually, especially if you play with them a lot, um, you know. And uh, but you can still say the same thing about official toys. Um, you know, uh, she was saying that you know sometimes. Uh, people who are reviewers or photographers like myself who occasionally get a early sample. I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's uh -huh. uh, sometimes we get, uh, she thinks that sometimes we got like a really good copy. You know, it's like, here's the best thing, best copy we got. Uh, review this. It's not the case. This was simply pulled off the production line and sent my way. Uh, and, um, it's it's got the same flaws that you would have anywhere else. I mean, there, uh, there's a couple areas of, of sloppy paint. One, uh, one of the uh, Ghostbuster things on the side is not quite outlined as it is on the other side. Um, I blame Slimer. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, this this hose right here doesn't quite want to peg in just right. It happens to be staying there right now. Uh, you know, uh, I use the MPM08 uh, Masterpiece Movie Megatron that I have in his example, oh. right out of the box, it had stress marks on it. So it's not just third party that, that has some QC issues. Um, you know, so it's, it all, it, it, I think it all stems back to the, the type of materials it's made from. Some of them flex and bend a little bit more. Uh, from my own personal experience uh, of owning certain uh, products, I find third party, or I'm sorry, I find, fans project toys to be um made of materials that i don't particularly care for and the designs require you to flex a lot of parts uh sometimes i know the uh the dino king uh there was parts that needed to flex just right fans project intimidator which was their their uh their minasaur that diesel uh, it just the tolerances on it were crazy. Uh, I think the breakdown had some tolerance tolerance issues of that set, uh, and the plastic they they used for it, I could see really breaking down over time and becoming brittle. Uh, it quite frankly reminded me of um, kitchen utensil type plastic. If that Ooh. if that makes you have any idea of what kind of plastic wow. it was made from, uh, that, that's that's like big lots quality then. No, I'm not talking big lots quality. I mean, it's 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 a good quality. I'm not saying they're putting out of the of the plastic. I'm I'm just not I'm not here saying that they put out shit toys. I'm just wanting to say that that I find that they're that the plastic quality isn't what I deem to be better quality. And a lot of people bash the fans' toys for the plastic they use, saying it squeaks a lot. I, for one, have never had a problem out of fans' toy stuff and the pl uh, plastic that they have, despite it squeaking a lot. Plastic that squeaks? Well, so, yeah. so I think that the, the funny thing is, is that um, a lot of people, you know, throw shade on Hasbro for the plastic that they use because the, their plastic is more flexible, typically. Um, and so it can hold up to 
you know, playing more, you know, with the figure, transforming it more often, all that type. Like, the thing's not going to break. A lot of them are using ball joints, too. And so it's like, if it takes a shelf dive or whatever, it's not going to shatter. It's just, it's going to flex and it's going to, you know, hold up, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, for the most part. And so, ironically, but then I think a lot of people don't like that type of plastic, that they think that, that they consider it a low-quality plastic. Whereas the plastic, like you had mentioned, the fans toys uses, I think that their plastic feels more high quality, but I think that it's 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 um, less likely to flex and and bend. And so then, if it doesn't do that, eventually it's going to shatter if you take it past, you know, the the breaking point. And so, um, I yeah, I, I think that that's that's really kind of the thing is is that a lot of people feel like some of these masterpieces and all that are a higher quality, but they're pro more than likely not going to hold up. Like some of the materials too, like diecast is another material that eventually the weight of that diecast is going to you know cause issues with the joints and things like that over time. So it's great, like. You know, when you first get the figure, you're like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And then five years later, you're like, oh, well, this, you know, I, I know some of the uh, original combiners, like TFC combiners are, are that way that, you know, they can't hold up under their own weight, yeah. you know, several years later. Troy just, uh, Troy Han just put, uh, put up a, a great comment there on Facebook. Uh, and I think it perfectly exemplifies what I feel uh, about it. Hasbro is meant to be played with, third party is meant to be uh, for display, and that's how they feel to me. I totally agree with that sentiment as well. Uh, I tend to, I'm not saying that I don't tend to play with my third party stuff much, but if I get a figure down to fiddle with and just mess with uh, for, uh, occasionally when I'm watching TV, it's usually a Hasbro product. Because simply put, if I break it, it's A, usually easily replaceable, and it's not expensive. Um, and B, you know, I, I don't care if I break it or not, you know, so much is if I, say if I got down my Terminus Giganticus and started messing with it and, oh crap, I broke a knee on it. You know, there went $300 plus down the drain. Um, that being said, that being said, uh, was another point that, uh, Carrie also said that, and, and I hate, I'm not picking on Carrie. I just think she had some great points here that were good discussion points uh and i hope she understands that i'm, I'm not not picking on her in any way i uh, love carrie to death um but uh it was that you know whenever a figure breaks uh through a certain retailer she's had a lot of trouble getting replacements or any kind of response um mm -hmm. and while you you would have that with any e-tailer or retailer it has been my experience that if you have an issue with the third-party product it is a lot easier to get a replacement part or or even a figure depending on the situation from a third-party uh, third-party company than it is from Hasbro or Takara Hasbro or Takara typically does not send out replacement parts period once you buy a toy it's yours buddy have fun <laughs> To my knowledge, they typically don't have. They don't. They at, least, don't. at least not for at least not for transformers. Like they don't. Monopoly pieces, yeah. And I use a case in point. But not transformers. Uh, my Unite Warriors Bruticus, uh, the box set that I got. I got it from Captured mm -hmm. Prey, and uh, I opened it up, combined it. Uh, it was. I got home late from work one night, you know, and I and I I combined it. Didn't really notice a whole lot. I just wanted to see it combined. I'm like, oh, this, this is cool. Well, the next morning I got up in the daylight. You know, I had more light, and I'm looking at it. I noticed that the vortex, the one of the rear tail fins on it, was bent up. It literally had come out of the package. I mean, I hadn't done anything with the toy. I just uh, put it in combined form and, and put it together. I didn't do anything stressful to the toy yet. Literally took it out of the package and combined it. Um, and I noticed that it had uh, a highly stressed tail uh, fin and to the point that, I mean, you just move it a little bit and it's going to break right off. So I contacted Orson uh, at Capture Prey and it, uh, quite frankly, it took him several months to get this uh, done and he didn't, he couldn't do it through an official source. He literally had to find somebody on a, uh, on a, uh, uh, like, uh, I won't say Taobao or something other, selling and piecing out a Unite Warriors Brutica set, and he had to get a Vortex separate. And he uh, he replaced my Vortex 
for that. Now I'm selling it as a set now, but, 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 you know, I, I've got my enjoyment out of that set and I appreciate the lengths that he went uh, and how difficult it was for him to replace a piece of an official toy. Whereas, you know, I've had issues where I had a missing finger off of one of my KFC uh, horror cons. Uh, my ape face was missing a finger. And uh, it took a couple months, but, you know, he, I, I came to a meetup one day. He handed me an envelope, and in the envelope was a little piece of paper with a little piece of tape on it. And inside that uh, little uh, piece of tape was a finger to one of my horror cons. A finger. That's the most creative way I've ever heard of flipping something. Well, else. so, haha. Uh, ha. <laughs> That's awesome. But seriously, though, I mean, they went so far as to send me an individual digit to a toy. You know, and that was a third party. You know, I mean, your experience with retailers will vary. I will, I will, I will state that. You know, some uh, some bigger retailers take a lot longer to get back to you. Some smaller retailers may take a while to get back to you because, quite frankly, they have day jobs. You know, their store is not their their primary source of income. Uh, and I know more than one small retailer that is like that. Uh, so you got to understand sometimes. You know, I see people bitch moaning and complaining about different retailers every day. Um, I, I, and quite frankly, I've seen people complaining about Capture Prey before. You know, it's not it's not uncommon, but I, I can say some people have day jobs. You know, they're, uh, they they ship their stuff out. You know, after work on the weekends, whenever they're not working, what have you. That's when they take care of their stuff, and it can seem like forever. If you're waiting on a replacement part or what have you, it's like okay, you know, I broke I broke a finger, I broke a tail fin on this toy. Um, can I get a replacement part? Sometimes it can take several months because you're dealing with one language barriers, you're dealing with uh, uh, third-party sellers. Not use uh, I mean not third-party, but you know you got the the manufacturer, a distributor a reseller and then the final person that you buy it from sometimes right. so they've got to go through three chains across an ocean to get this one little tiny piece for a little ou it can take a while yeah Be well, I, I, think... I, will, I will say this about capture prey though i mean you know by and large i think he's he's got uh, great toys great prices and great service yes <laughs> but, but he is human yes you know, he is human, but he does he does he does try extremely hard. I, I know that. Um, I, I, was, I was just going to mention too that a lot of it too is depends on whether or not the third party themselves has the uh, the parts on hand. Right. And, I mean, if they run out, they run out. You know, they're not. It's not like they can just run a new part for you if if they're they're out. Um, I I will say though, a lot of the bigger third parties though do have do try to take that into account. And they try to have them on hand. I think Make Toys is absolutely fantastic. You can actually send um, uh, emails to them directly, uh, and I believe Fans Toys is the same way. But they they have a direct email, and I've actually done this before. Like for a figure that, um, like I got a Quantron from somebody, right? Uh, that that they sold it to me, and it was missing something. The guy sold it to me. You know, I knew that it was missing that. But then I was like, I contact Make Toys. I was like, Hey, do you happen to have this? You know, whatever. And they sent me the part. Um, so, you know, and that was from a figure that's, you know, it's been out for years and, and all that. Um, I know MMC is the same way that, you know, I've gotten parts from them and they've they've been great. It might take, like you said, Duran, it could take, I, I've had some where they could ship me something right away. Other times where it took months or whatever for them to be able to, to come across the, mm -hmm. you know, the extra uh, part. Eric Dupuis uh, said in the Facebook comments is that my Zeta Toys catapult was missing one of the fairing pieces uh, by the vector nozzle on his left arm. It took only a week to get a uh, piece to fix it. You know, uh, and, and that's great. A week is a really short, uh, short turnaround, but you also have to consider that figure is still currently in production it's a current figure they probably still had the parts on hand they just probably reached into a bin picked it out sent it to you right away um yeah. or sent it to the e-tailer or it could be a situation where like i know capture prey uh there's a shelf in his warehouse i've seen it i've actually been in this bin where he has 
like replacement parts for certain uh, figures that had problem areas. Uh, I know uh, Fans Toy Sever had like re replacement. Uh, uh, I want to say there were spikes or something other in there. Uh, some of the Fans Toys Insecticons. He's got like a ton of kickback wings, you know, because those things broke left and right on people. He's got a ton of them, or at least he did, you know. Uh, and Fans Toys knew this. You know, uh, because of, you know, so many people reporting this right away. And I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure they sent out a big old bag of, hey, here's some replacement parts for your people. Keep your customers happy. You know, some some manufacturers are like that. They, they'll they do that. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, I, I, I think uh, I think a lot of them uh, view it as, as kind of an investment to, to keep their uh, keep their customers. Because if they, uh, you know, if they ha have the... Uh, Situation, you know, come up where there there are some broken parts and whatnot as a common issue, yeah. and they and they don't have that that could you know uh, reflect negatively on on them. Mm -hmm. Well, I so. believe uh, we've we've brought up some good points here, good argument points, and and I'm not sitting here saying we're right and everybody else is wrong. You know, there are other factors that involve uh, that are involved here. Everybody's experiences are different. Especially whenever you have differing toys from differing companies, uh, you know the different ways you uh, you use these toys. I mean, whether they be for display, heavy play, my uh, mine I display and photo uh, photograph toys. You know, uh, and I, I'll be honest, I've broke toys posing them to uh, to display. Or I mean, uh, to photograph. You know, um, it, it's it's an unfortunate happening. You know, I've I I remember one toy I had. Uh, a couple years ago, I was trying to uh, tilt the foot just a little bit so it would stand right. I broke I broke the ball peg. <laughs> you know, it, it happens. It happens. Um, everybody's experience is different, but you know, the, ultimately, you got to stop and understand that you know these companies they deal with it the best way they can. Um, is is a third party fakes? Yes and no ultimately but it's uh, as as it was stated by a viewer earlier uh it's all the uh, the value is all in the eye of the beholder you know mm -hmm. uh, my my personal uh viewpoint is that it increases the value of my collection because it enhances the way i enjoy my collection i enjoy my collection more because i filled these holes through third-party means <clears throat> i can't do yeah yeah ha 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 yeah. I, lo I love filling holes you know um, uh, <laughs> um, so it, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's artificial. Yes. But at the same time, is Hasbro going to do it anytime soon? Takara going to do it anytime soon? Not likely. And if they do, and I like it better, I'll buy it more. Sunstreaker, you know, perfect example. Uh, you know, Megatron. I, Megatron. I, I didn't buy a third-party Megatron because I by the time I'd made the decision, hey, I may buy one. I heard MP36 was coming out. I'm like, no, nope, I'm just gonna wait for it. You know, but you know, and then there's uh, there's times like I bought the Light of Freedom. You know, MP44 comes out. I may buy it still, but I'm gonna wait for it to drop in price. Until then, I'm gonna yeah. be happy with my cheaper third-party product. You know, that, that's the speaking same. of uh, speaking of third-party products, uh, Daron, do, do you have any idea where uh, where some folks might be able to obtain some of them uh, lovely goodies? We already mentioned that. You uh, already mentioned that earlier. At, uh, hey, a, a, a brief mention, but not at great length. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a brief mention is all that's needed because we pound them over the head with it on anyway. I believe we yeah. need to wrap this okay. episode up. I want to thank everybody has, uh, that has joined us today, especially at uh, at a weird time. We won't normally be at 11 a.m. We'll, uh, we're shooting for 12 p.m. noon Eastern time, 11 a.m. Central time uh, for our normal broadcasts from now on for TFYLP. As such, microcasters is still staying put. Is that right, Lucas? Yeah, microcasters will be at the same time uh, Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern. Uh, and also, if you are a Patreon subscriber, uh, go up there and follow that link at the top of the screen, patreon.com slash TFYLP. For without you, our Patreon subscribers, TFYLP would not be here 
period. Uh, we ha we cannot continue without you. Uh, this is not a plea for, you know, give us money. Quite frankly, we would not be here to entertain you and inform you and give us, uh, give us differing viewpoints than you may be uh, not considering um, with, uh, through the podcast and microcasters you can review. Uh, and then if you also subscribe to us uh, on the Patreon and for as little as a dollar a month, you get the added bonus content of TFYLP After Hours each and every month. Uh, sometimes there's two or three episodes each month. Uh, I know, I think we did four this month, which yay for us. <laughs> you know? uh, but, uh, you know, there, there's, some, uh, there's been some really great uh, episodes of After Hours. It's got a completely different feel from what we do right here on this show. Uh, and it ranges anywhere from a half hour to an hour in addition to this. So, great content. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for TFYLP. Lucas, Jim, thank you. We'll see you next yeah. time on TFYLP, everybody. Good night. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of tftalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. <laughs>